0: Smith Show Open House. Well, spring is just around the corner. We're getting a little bit of a taste of it today, and this usually means more properties come on the market, and uh, people think about selling up and moving on. But the last few years have not been typical at all. Um, it hasn't been the way the market historically performs because of COVID and people not travelling. We saw a lot of activity, frenzied activity in the real estate market and prices went crazy. And then we had the increase in interest rates and the steam came out. So to find out where the market's up to and whether there are places where you can still get yourself a bargain and are there places that are still going up, Peter O'Malley... From Harris Partners Real Estate is in the studio with me right now, Peter. A very good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you, Chris. I'm sorry about your reels last night. I I, I can only apologise on behalf of the team. We didn't mean to beat you to zero. Uh,
1: Very impressive, the Rabbits. They'll be there when it matters
0: at the end of the season. I hope you're right. Although we've got three really tough games. You've got the Roosters, you've got North Queensland, and we think we've got the Panthers.
1: Might run you into some more
0: form. could. Could. All right, are we expecting an increase in stock come September, the start of spring, given what we've experienced in the last 18 months?
1: Chris, every spring stock levels will go up. They won't go up to the degree that they normally go off. I think the major uh, message out of the current market is there is a standoff. Generally speaking, sellers don't want to sell and buyers don't want to buy. Accordingly, we've seen a crash in sales volumes. Um, There's a lot of real estate agents around town that have seen an absolute crash in in the number of properties they're selling. In terms of prices, Sydney house prices have down 5.3% for the last quarter. and they were down 2.5% in July, according to CoreLogic's numbers. So 2.5% for the month is 30% annualised. So you can see here that uh, vendors don't want to partake and buyers are worried about further price falls, so they're tending to stay on the sidelines.
0: Now, we were saying off-air about properties being pulled from the market when vendors haven't been able to fish around and get the sort of price that they were expecting and so they've pulled them from the market. That tells me that effect, like in net terms... The market has fallen further than five odd percent.
1: Indeed it has Chris. Chris that's a savvy observation. So the thing that's holding the data up at the moment is the top half of the market is performing stronger than the bottom half. Combined with the point that you've just made, a lot of vendors are not accepting the best market price and are opting to withdraw instead.
0: The market is a lot softer than the numbers are suggesting. So when the vendors take things off the market they are thinking about Well, you know, 12 months ago, Jenny, two doors up, got uh, $3 million for her house. We should be getting $3 million for ours as well. And they're not being as realistic as they need to be, given the changing economic conditions. Correct.
1: That's one part of it. The other part of it is, a lot of people are hoping that the RBA can crush inflation before they crash the property market. And if they can tame inflation, and we saw some promising numbers out of the US this week around inflation, if they can tame inflation, um, we're hoping for some interest rate relief coming into 2023, which may stabilise the property market. So there's a lot of vendors that are opting to ride the dip, hoping they can get to the other side and some stronger prices uh, in 12 months time.
0: What can you tell us about auction clearance rates um, currently? Uh, They're sub 40% on
1: some weekends. They've been hovering around 40% for the last two to three months. It's a very, very risky sale process in the current market and an ill-advised sales process unless you've got a highly desirable property or you are fortunate enough to own a top-end property because that that is where the buyer demand still exists, large family homes at the top end, because people at that end of the market don't seem to be as impacted by the higher interest rates as what buyers at the lower end of the market are.
0: So if I put my house up for auction against better judgment of Peter O'Malley and I end up getting a really good price offered to me in the first two weeks of the campaign, do I still have to pay for the auction? Uh, Yes, you do. You do? Yes. So an auctioneer is paid on the booking. Right, okay. So you don't lose. But the problem is if you don't take the money that's being offered to you and you think it's good money you may not have the good money at the auction oh
1: indeed we've seen numerous examples already this year chris where people have received an offer pre-auction decided to chance their arm at the auction and it's crashed and burned so if you do receive a good offer pre-auction you need to let your real estate agent guide you it is a case-by-case basis but in the majority of instances you're best off taking the the good priced offer before auction yeah. if you do scrutinize in granular detail the auction clearance rate and those successes that we're seeing in the market Chris the majority of those are sold prior so they're credited mm. as an auction sale but they're actually selling prior to the auction day. So if we're talking sales under the hammer, that's probably only representing about 10%, 15% of all transactions
0: in the market at the moment. That's interesting. doesn't show up in the statistics. That is really interesting. By the way, if you want to talk with Peter O'Malley, he's here for another four and a half minutes. He's got time to take your calls if you've got a real estate question for him. Go for your life, 131873. So are there bargains still around there? Uh, I think there's better buying to come again, which is why buyers are sitting on the sideline.
1: If you're selling one home to buy another, the trade is fairly relative. If you Last year, you would have sold high and you would have bought high. This year, you would sell on the way down, but you'll buy on the way down. Um, mm-hmm. I think if rents continue to go up and prices continue to pull back, value-based investors will return to the market, which will put a floor under things. Okay. So investors are not spooked by interest rates to the degree that owner-occupiers are because when you're an owner-occupier, higher interest rates are not tax-deductible. But as we know for investors the interest on, on the mortgage is tax deductible. So they're not as impacted by higher interest rates that owner occupiers are. And I think you will see a return to inv- by investors in the market because heading the into deduction.
0: Christmas. Okay. That's interesting. Jack Forrestville, uh, Peter O'Malley is listening. Go right ahead. Yeah.
1: I'm just, uh, I just heard you say that people pay for the auction regardless. Like if, if a place says it's for auction, um, they, they, you you're saying they do pay for it or...? Jack, um, auctioneers, um, are, you know, want to be paid on the booking. So what I, right. what I know that a lot of real estate agents are doing is they're not booking the auctioneer until the Monday before the auction because they only want to pay for the auctioneer if there's actually an auction. But the reality right. is whether you book the auctioneer on day one of the campaign or day 25 of the campaign, once you have booked the auctioneer, in the majority of cases, it's non-refundable. And there are, unfortunately right. for the auctioneers, there's a lot of auctioneers sitting around on Saturdays at the
0: moment with not much to do. But you're not talking about astronomical prices for this process? Uh, an auctioneer
1: is about $800. Yeah. I think the bigger consideration, Jack, for for someone that comes to market and fails to sell, is the advertising campaign, which can you know range from five to ten thousand dollars, non-refundable. That's the true painful cost in coming to market and not selling. And Chris and I were just talking off off air. And if you do want to sell a property in this market but you're not um, uh, willing to accept where the market has gone, you're better off not listing at the moment and waiting for better conditions because we are very quickly turning into a buyer's market here. lot of houses lately where we're waiting for the auction day and like a week before, uh, there's no more auction. All of a sudden, they're for sale again. And it's sort of like, OK, well, here we go again. We're waiting another four weeks, another four weeks and constantly getting sort of dudded. To be honest, with you. So, sorry, is the auction is the auction getting postponed, um, or it's being withdrawn? No, just withdrawn. Withdrawn. No, okay, that's well, that's, that's the surest sign that there's a lack of yeah. interest in the property. And as a buyer, that represents an opportunity to go in and make a uh, a, a bid at the price that you're prepared to pay. Yeah, that's it. Okay,
0: Thank good you. on you, Jack. Thank you very much for that. Except, except the problem is, as we've discussed, if you get a price that you think you may have been looking for at auction and you get it offered to you, you can't say, oh, that's a good price. We should take – if we're getting that now, imagine what we're going to get at auction. You may not get anywhere near that at auction because that person's still looking for a house and goes elsewhere. If you get a pre-auction bid, Chris, what you
1: need to say to yourself is to get this price or better at the auction, I need another second or third bidder prepared to bid above this level. And if your real estate agent cannot give you the comfort that that – buyer competition exists on your property, mm. you're better off accepting
0: the pre-auction bid or withdrawing from the market and forget about selling. Okay, what about interstate? What what, what happened during, were, were interstate places like your Perth's, your Adelaide's, your Darwin's and your Brisbane's, were they getting in, into the, going in the same direction as Melbourne and Sydney and what are they doing now? Uh, the other city that really boomed during COVID was Brisbane as we
1: speculated it would about 18 months ago. Um, last year the weakest markets were Adelaide, Perth and Darwin And now as we come into 2022, the strongest markets are Adelaide, Perth and Darwin. Really? Yes, Adelaide houses were up 3.4% last month. Perth was up 1.2% and Darwin was up 1.9%. Because they're coming off a lower base. So we're falling Mm -hmm. harder in Sydney than the rest of the country because we had a higher base
0: and uh, vice versa for those other capital cities. So the property market in Sydney in particular is pegged right now onto what happens with inflation and interest rates. And if we see them stabilise, maybe the beginning of next year or the latter part of this year, you'll see the property market uh, revitalised.
1: Indeed. At the moment, this is a sentiment-based downturn. If interest rates stay high when people need to refinance next year, the downturn will turn into a structural downturn, which I've got little doubt the RBA are aware of, and hopefully we are seeing some relief in the interest rates
0: by this time next year. Okay, great. Great information today, great information, and a good measurement of what's happening out there. Peter O'Malley, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure, Chris. Harris Partners Real Estate, that's where Peter O'Malley comes from. You can contact them very easily. Just search Harris Partners.